nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Nerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Nerdcore Podcast, the podcast reviews of movies and talk that nerd shit. This is episode 457, and it is your Saturday morning review, recorded on a Thursday, of course. And uh, as always, it is the Nerd Shitana here to host the show, along with my wonderful co-host, Dan Yoda. What's up, sup, everybody? Welcome to the show. We're reviewing Dune today. Finally, yep. not old dude, new dude, no, not old dude. No, no, not old dude. <laughs> not the dude dune. with Sting. I watch that one. New dude with Tim- Brad, Timothy Luis, Chalamet. Do not choose old dude, Luis. Bro, I saw, I saw the uh, cl- Aiden showed me a clip of it. I don't want to see that shit. Okay, <laughs> honestly, I have never watched the full thing of Dune, but anything that stars Sting, and not wrestling Sting, we're talking Sting from. Like police sting. The police sting. The police sting. Like it can't be good. It just it can't. It's, I've it's heard something. of Sting, never seen his face. Hold up. Let me yeah. You never you've what? And if like, you don't recognize who's... that voice who's also in here, it is none other than one of our wonderful writers on Luis... the, the Nerdcore. Luis is making his way back. I'm yeah, glad. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy when Luis shows oh, up. Oh, it's this oh, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, I've seen him. I didn't know that hey, was thing. Yeah, I, I like when Luis is on with us. What's it called? You know, he's been using his way back in. I like it. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like old school nerdcore again. Yeah, man. You know? Is it? Have I? Was I gone? And was I on? And was I gone that long? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've been long. gone. You like for a while. Yeah, yeah. it's so, been painfully too long. Luis. Yeah, we like it when you're on. So we're we're happy when you're around. Because oh, yeah. it gives us a, a shot to take at Venom, and then we go back. Ah, we love Luis anyway. <laughs> yeah. You should have seen the Discord one night. I forgot what it was, but Raul, Rachel, and I think even Kelvin were just jabbing me on, on not even Venom stuff, just some random. Fucking... Oh, did you did you like get in there and be like, I love the Morpheus trailer, can't wait to no. see Jared Leto. <laughs> no, I think we were just talking, and then all of a sudden, I just hear. They just threw a brick at me. Like fuck Venom. Yeah. <laughs> no, like just fuck me. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> that's rude. Yeah. I was like, what I do? Damn. But um, but then we can. I mean, I like Tom Hardy and all, but like, yeah. <laughs> the the it's writing just... and directing in Venom ain't it? Like you, Tom Hardy yeah, probably like could do the role movie. justice. Did I? But that writing ain't it. No, I, I don't even know what you fucking were discussing, but I know that you got your shit for it, but. Um, of course, if you didn't hear Brad or you forgot what he said, this is our Dune review. Dune. Yes, it comes to you two weeks late. It's okay. Even though I watched it the day after, I was like, watch Dune. <laughs> I didn't think you'd get to it that fast. I'm not even you were like, watch Dune. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I got three hours to spare. That's okay. You know, I was like. I let let me let me say this. I was one of the retractors that said this was going to pull a Blade Runner twenty forty nine, 
And I never said I was going to hate this movie. I, I said I would probably love this movie, just like I did Blade Runner 2049. It's just at the box office, I didn't see it doing well. Yeah, which by that's the, way, the only as thing. Of today, as of today, I believe it's like at 300 some. Which I am very happy for. I'm happy I was wrong because I get a Dune too. Yeah. I, I mean, I wish I could get multiple Blade Runners. Honestly, I wish I could get a Blade Runner show. Like, okay, that man, would be dope. I, I feel like... By the CW. What's no. going to happen, Brad, HBO. is that, like... <laughs> what's going to happen is that in, like, 20, 30 years, the best director at that time is going to revive Blade Runner 2049, make oh, a sequel probably. to that one. And, <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. mind... Like, I think you could, like, do a whole expansive world with Blade Runner and just following, like, a rookie cop, like, getting yeah. into that. And then having to go after these replicants, like I just feel, especially like after that whole major issue that went on, after like mm -hmm. 2049 or even after the original Blade Runner, I feel like a show on that would be kind of like Westworld in a way. That's why I feel like once Westworld ends, bring out a Blade Runner show. Yeah. That way you get but, your um, sci-fi. Yeah. yeah, man. But uh, before we kind of get into this, uh, Brad, how's the day been going today? I mean, it was a chill day. Um, I um, I had anal glaucoma at work, so um, oh, I couldn't oh, see my oh, ass coming in. Holy <laughs> shit, what? Huh? What? You, you never heard this? No. When you have glaucoma. anal glaucoma? No. I couldn't see my ass coming in to work. Oh. oh. <laughs> that sounds like a serious <laughs> disease. I'm like... Hi, Rachel. Yeah. Hey, so that was that was from an old old coworker back in the day who retired. He basically he didn't come in some days. Like I had anal glaucoma, just could not see my ass coming into work. So yeah, I took I, mean, the, I took I, I actually the took the day experience. off to clean the house because mm -hmm, yeah. we're we're going up uh, north for something for Brenda. Um, so I I was trying to clean some of the house, the kitchen at least. Dude, you say you're like, from the like, south. Man. What's up? <laughs> no, I've been lot, but but like I've been watching a lot of Critical Role, and if y'all don't know Critical Role, like episodes, so it's a D and D campaign like show. It's like three hours. Yeah. So it literally took me all day to get through one fucking YouTube video. That so yeah, so it worked. I don't know. I was watching dishes, listening to that. Why you're like all cheerful right now? I was like, oh okay, Brad. Brad that go could to work. be the wine. So I mm. ordered this wine like five months ago. They're like, we can't ship it. It's too hot. I'm like, what? Yes, this this was their thing. They wanted to wait till it was cooler because they were afraid how the heat would affect it being in trucks and shit. Mm -hmm. So it finally showed up. So I opened the bottle like maybe 30 minutes to an hour ago. Okay. I've only took, I've only taken like, you know, maybe, maybe half a wine glass of it. Yeah. And this is what, like, I'm hot right now. Like. Yeah. Like the alcohol content and that must be high because yeah, or well, I'm hungry. I really haven't eaten anything today, so it could be that. Might be it, yeah. yeah, well, we'll we'll try to be over here soon. But um, Luis, how you been? How you been today? Uh, no. How you time. doing, Luis? You no doing good? Time. You need a hug? I'll give you a hug. I do. Hug. I I just air hug. I'm 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 and my my thoughts have been overwhelmingly powerful. <laughs> 
Overwhelmingly powerful. No, I, I like throw that too. Like sometimes you can't yeah. shut them off, and it's like fuck yeah. this shit. I'm going to well, sleep. I just like I just I'm not <laughs> laughing at Luis's situation. I'm laughing at the word choice. The word the word choice. Yeah, which it's overwhelmingly. That's I mean, another definition for OP, man. <laughs> it's a fucking OP. My thoughts be OP. They got hands. But, I mean, yeah. depression is a hell of a drug. Like yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out them, and in order to just forget about it for a minute, I'm gonna go see something later tonight. If Let's I go. don't switch up last minute like I did with my hero this weekend and last night in Soho, and I actually want to go see Antlers just because I love Guillermo's work. Are you gonna Are you gonna see Eternals? Eternals is out. I yeah I might. Uh, I know I may or may not go with Abby and Rachel. But because they are busy and they are, aren't sure, uh, I can take the chance to go tonight. Like, I'll still go see it with them. I don't mind. I'm always, like, up yeah. for seeing another movie. I mean, with movies like that, you probably need a second watch yeah. to catch everything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, whether or not I can also just do something for Raul and then just yeah. be done with it. Come I mean, um, have we, have we uh, yeah, we announced last on the live show, right, Roll of um, Chill Zone. Taking yeah, over yeah, no, for the yeah. gamer core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's already been. He hasn't really conned me back on my offer of co-hosting, but <laughs> I, I mean, we'll I mean, <laughs> but with Chill fair, Zone, Chill Zone, he'll eventually look at your message. Like it takes yeah. him a while. It's not even yeah. that he said. Uh, I'll, I'll get, my people will call your people. Like, what people? <laughs> oh, what well, people? Please, well, there's your there's your response, please. There you go. Rachel's oh, taking you. There you go. There you go. I wasn't pitching. See, this is what I was talking about, Brad, behind the scenes where Rachel and Raul just came digging at me. No, no, I don't bitch. Mind it. Like, it's bitch is not a hateful term. That's a term of endearment. That's like, yo, my man. That, that's basically Rachel's way of saying, yo, bitch. Oh, yeah, your camera just went off. What the fuck, Luis? <laughs> there was a countdown. You, there was literally a countdown. It was like 28. I don't know why it started at 28. It? Yeah. It, had, oh, it popped up it. on your, and it was like 28 yeah. seconds. I'm like, my that's probably yeah, a countdown. It's the deal, so however you spell it. Um, I wish I had friends to go movies with. I only have Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let her hear that, man. <laughs> we, just but, um, hear, we just hear I it. feel bad sometimes because Brenda's not like a huge movie watcher. So it's just like, I, I want to go see this. And it's just like, that's on HBO Max. Fuck it. <laughs> Did Brenda watch this with you? No. Like, um, yeah. right now we're having um, kind of an issue with Daryl. He can't get up yeah. the stairs anymore. So yeah. someone's kind of stays down with him. Oh, oh man. Yeah. You Not the boy. Around. Oh, man. Well, we're sending good, uh, good thoughts over good to, thoughts uh, to, to, to the. To we, we've been, we've been doing some stuff. So he's doing all right, but he just can't get upstairs anymore. The first official mascot of the Nerdcore was Daryl. But, uh, yeah. With that said, uh, I would be remiss if we haven't if we don't start this already. So, of course, my friends, if you have not watched Dune or Dunk, as it looks in the in the, in the in the in the poster, um, then this is your Sounds chance. Like a space to get Jam out. movie. This is your chance to get Dunk. out of here. But if you have or you just don't not care about spoilers, you can go ahead and keep listening. Either way, how this goes is your one and only spoiler warning. This and it is in an, it is in effect in a five, four, three. Two, one. Oh. <laughs> All right, I've got a lot of reading to do, y'all. So let me do this. Jeez. On a movie that just came out. Yeah. <laughs> reading the, the Dune, titled on screen as Dune Part One, 
is a 2021 American epic science fiction film directed by Denis, Denis Villeneuve, 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 Villeneuve and written by Villeneuve, Villeneuve. John Spites, and Eric Roth. It is the first of a planned two-part adaptation of the 1965 novel by Frank Herbert. Herbert. This one right here. Pokemon. Is Frank Herbert still alive? No, he's dead as hell. You yeah, sure? That's a no. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. he's dead as hell. Yeah, okay. the, yeah. We'll, we'll talk more about that right now. Primarily covering the first half of the book. Set in the far future, it follows Paul Atreides as his family, the noble house Atreides, is thrust into a war for the dangerous desert planet Arrakis. The ensemble cast includes Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, Stephen McKinley Henderson, Zendaya, David Dasmalchian, Chang Chen, Sharon Duncan Brewster, Charlotte Rampling, Jason Momoa, my mom, my dad, my cousin, my <laughs> and Javier Bardem. <laughs> Because everybody's in this movie. Man. Yeah, everybody's yeah, basically in this fucking movie. In <laughs> the film is the second adaptation of Dune, following David Lynch's 1984 film, which was a critical and commercial failure. After an unsuccessful attempt by Paramount Pictures to produce a new adaptation, Legendary Entertainment acquired the Dune film and TV rights in 2016, with Villeneuve signing on as director in February 2017. The writers incorporate an upstated, an updated 21st century sensibility into the script, inc including increasing the prominence of female characters. Yeah, Zendaya was on there for like a whole five minutes. Yeah, damn. <laughs> like she the two-part, like the two-part film It 2017, production contracts contracts were only secured for the first film, relying on its success before a second mm -hmm. film would be greenlit. Filming took place from March to July 2019 at locations including Budapest, Jordan, Nor Norway, and Abu Dhabi. Dune premiered at the 78th Venice International Film Festival of September 2021. Warner Bros. Pictures theatrically released it in 2D, 3D, and IMAX internationally on September 15, 2021. Wait, this shit was in 3D? This shit yeah, was in 3D? Fuck, those Fuck. Nope. <laughs> it was simultaneously released theatrically and streaming hole. on HBO Max mm -hmm. on October 22nd, 2021. It was generally well-received by critics for its visuals, scope, and ambition, and has grossed over $303 million worldwide on a production budget of $165 million. A week after its uh, domestic release, Doom Part 2 was confirmed with a planned release in October 2023. Um, cinematography by Greg Frazier edited by Joe Walker uh, the score is done by Hans Zimmer and it sits at 2 hours and 36 minutes and yeah as of today it has made $303,348,138 worldwide yeah but the international markets are the ones who came out for this movie they really mm. why do we know why like that's i mean they must like the book the international market accounts for literally everything else but the united states bro yeah 
Yeah. But a $228 billion for the fucking international. While domestically, uh, 75 mil. This was an expensive movie. It really was. Don't get us there. But then again, every movie Denis does is... Well, I feel like it's not every movie because we just watched one that was three and a half million with Jake Gyllenhaal. I think, but like the newer been... films, they're expensive. Yeah, I think ever since like Arrival, he's been making pretty expensive movies. Yeah, is he actually I mean, getting fucking aliens in this or what? Well, no, he's putting he's putting his fucking air miles fucking card to use going Budapest, Jordan, Norway, Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah, man. Like you, but, um, you, you could do all this in California. You, you know it. No, you cannot. <laughs> You oh, actually, <laughs> actually on, on a green screen. <laughs> actually, Brad, what's it called? Uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine is was his first like high budget film. Yeah, really, one hundred and fifty to one hundred and eighty five, which is wild because like, which wow. you know I'm okay with because I love Blade Runner. But when you go into there in the context, yeah, I understand why I didn't make its money back. I don't probably no good Idaho. Yeah, Idaho. So that's Ohio. Let's go ahead and get Luis's initial thoughts first since he is our guest today. You're the guest. Let us know. Luis, what what are your initial th- what were your initial thoughts about do- of Dune? So, first of all, I didn't know what this movie was about at all. I never read the book, never It's about spice. I, that's all you yeah, fucking need to know. That's what I would tell me. Uh, second of all, Timothy Salomon ain't special. I'd be dreaming about prophetical uh women in my dreams. I can't remember their faces, but they're there. Prophetical prophetical uh, i like thirdly, it early so the time i actually went to go see it with a group of people rachel included plus kelvin who's been on the uh, i think the last show right he he joined yeah the and show, uh with john uh and then our friend pat uh so half of the time it was a mixture of it was weirdly dark at least for me i was i turned to rachel and asked if it was dark for them like visual like uh, a brightness level they're like no I was like, okay, I think it's just my eyes. Um, second of all, the story wasn't as entertaining to me, per se. I feel like it was relying a lot on what people have read about the film. It gave the most important topics of, like, what Spice is, houses, Emperor, didn't give shit about that weird spider. Um, but overall, like, you get the premise of what and who is in this film and what's it about, but... I'm not compelled to really like I'm on the edge of my sh- seat to wait for this second part to come out. I could go- give either or on when it comes out. Um, so that's my thing. I might be in the minority of it being like, oh, this was incredible. Um, and then half of the other time that I was watching it, there were I'm not going to lie. There were scenes where I was actually entertained. Um, like the whole uh, death scene with Oscar Isaac's character. Uh, and then that's it. <laughs> that's all I remember. Like actually, yeah. uh, well, you know, you're not supposed to give all your thoughts, man. Let's let's you know, it's oh. the initial, yeah. Yeah, I but, mean, uh, that was that, I have more, but like that was. Right. Oh, we'll get into that. Like, I'm in the minority mm-hmm. of like liking it. I don't. I don't know if you are. Well, I oh. don't think you actually are, Luis. I, well, no, I, mean, I, I think you you have a good show? mix. Yeah, oh, do I? Oh, but like, okay. yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not over here sucking Denise's dick like Raúl. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> yeah. Well, Brent, uh, go ahead. Uh, I'll just say I like this movie. Um, I thought it was good. Like I'm glad there's a part two coming. I'm glad they made this. It needed to be remade compared to what 
the first one looked like. Let's be real here. <laughs> like, let's start off that. This needed to be done. Like, and it's good to need it. Um, out of the three acts, I like the last two very much. Um, the third act, of course, ended way too soon because I was really into it. And it's like, wait for part two. Fuck yeah. you, Brad. And it's just like, okay. Like, I get it. It was good. I'll be back. I will be back. Um, but that first, so I have an issue with the first act. They don't linger on any scene very long. <laughs> there are a lot of fast cuts. And that is the issue I have with the first act. It's like, hey, here's the here's the evil guy. And nope, we're cutting to, um, I don't know, the, the fucking mother of all witches for some reason. It's like, uh, linger on the fucking evil dude for a bit. Yeah, like I remember that part yeah. of Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there, there, and there were other scenes. It's like he does like what Dune is. You want to see like the whole layout of everything and everything, and then it's like, oh, well, I got that for like twenty seconds. Fast cut, and it's just yeah. like I could not get into it the first act until you get into that second act. Basically, when the war is starting and you get explosions and shit going off, mm -hmm. and like people are getting killed. That like I'm like I'm way focused. Like I get I get what the first act was supposed to do, but I think Denis was trying to cram so much info that it was fast cut, fast cut, fast cut, fast cut. And I get that, but I didn't necessarily like it. Like I this movie could have been three hours. This movie could have been four. And there's a part two, so technically this movie could be ten. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like this could have easily been three hours and i think we would have still been sitting down in our i would have i would have that's the thing and that first act could have been longer and i would have liked this movie better had it been it's one of those where this movie should have been three hours yeah. and i don't say that for a lot of movies like, like any <laughs> there's kurosawa movies where i'm like you could have cut 30 minutes out bro <laughs> <laughs> um so uh this movie huh, let, well let me let me go ahead and get the bet my reaction into here because my reaction is probably the most. The the what the fuck was that? Nothing. Yeah. Um, my reaction is probably the most extreme, right? Where I'm the one who loves it the most out of all of us here. Yeah. But um, this movie is incredible. I mean, this this movie um is. It's. I mean, this movie is so fucking good, dude. This movie is so fucking good. It got me to read the book. I'm reading this book. I haven't read a book since I finished college. I mean, I've seen... Well, actually, I have not seen the Dark Tower movie because that movie's horrible, but I have read the book. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I know, Brad. I mean, you love those books, so I would understand. Yeah. But um, this movie's incredible. Just the way that Denise kind of crafts his vision of this movie and kind of being like... Because he was like asked, like, you know, if this is like how he visioned this movie when he was a teenager reading this book. And he's like, yup. Is exactly how I pictured it, and seeing how he was able to bring his vision to life, but also you have like some really good performances here. Um, who I think the one who did the best to me is Rebecca Ferguson. I love Rebecca Ferguson in this movie. Um, I think that she does an incredible job playing Lady Jessica. Uh, but even different performances, you have that incredible score from Hans Zimmer. But also, like this movie isn't afraid to like be action packed. You know, a lot of people thought like this movie's gonna be too serious, too serious for people like who who are gonna be. That's the why they cast movie. Jason Momoa. You knew it was gonna be serious. That was Antonio <laughs> Banderas half of the film. Yeah, and you were like, people thought like maybe this was gonna be too serious that they wouldn't like you know that they, they wouldn't 
grab the casual moving going audience, which of course, if we look at this, you know what it's making, it's fucking wrong. It caught him. And I think a lot of that is the fact that like, once we get into that second and third act, what's it called? Um, Denise able to like intertwine the action of the Dune book, but also the philosophy and the, and the politics of the Dune world. And, uh, yeah, I just, I really, really like this. Guys, what it was so like, I don't even know how to fucking do this review today because it's such a big ass movie. But like, what do we, first of all, let's go ahead and get the most important stuff out of the way. The stuff that's going to follow us into Doom Part 2. What do we think about Timothy Chalamet as Paul? Good. I thought he, I thought he played it well. I mean, yeah. I need to go back because I haven't seen a lot of Timothy Chalamet's like acting. So if I go back and I just see he kind of just, is playing himself. He's, he's playing his, himself. That's that's what I just thought. He's just like he's playing like just he's this um himself. just kind of general British dude yeah. who's a rich kid in the military. Like general British dude, it works. So I really had no issue with Timothy Chalamet's. Actually, I was I was quite impressed with most of the acting of this. But then again, you look at the cast of characters that was chosen for this. Yeah. Like like oh, yeah. Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, Zendaya, um you know, polka dot man, Jason Moa, Javier Bardem. Uh, yeah, Bardem, by the way, Bardem, bro. Just that little bit of time that we kind of have with Bardem in this movie mm-hmm. has me so hyped to see what else he's going to do in this next in this next part. Because well, that's the thing, I though, is I think even e- even though you saw like a ton of action in this mm-hmm. in this part one, I feel like this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to action. Yeah. Like part two is really going to have it. Like, I mean, it, they had some really, like, and just, like, Skarsgård. I just want to bring that. He is a good villain, but he wasn't on there long enough for me. Especially yeah. that first act, I feel like you could have lingered on some stuff with him and Dave Bautista and just his overall to get more of, like, you know, the tension built up. And mm-hmm. that's the really the only thing. It was those quick cuts. Had had they made this a three-hour movie, I, I would have been sure. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. But... And like. So I bring myself to this because I feel like as somebody who hasn't read the completely read the book yet, you know, I'm I'm literally the first chapter. I'm literally at the Bom Jabar scene, the Gom Jabar scene. Um, but like as somebody who kind of who's once ago never read the book, and I know y'all, I had a feeling throughout this movie that I was like, I don't think the Baron is necessarily our big baddie. Mm-hmm. I think I, I mean there baddie, could be multiple, like yeah. like the the. the like everything here is a threat. Like the emperor is probably the big baddie. Let's yeah. be real here. The emperor is basically taking two factions of warring them together because he's thinking both of them are too powerful. He's yeah. the big baddie in this. But then again, you have we this have the sister, the sisterhood yeah. of witches, yeah. which is their own kind of. They're yeah. like a religion church thing. Um, with fucking with, magical abilities, apparently. Yeah, which yeah. they can like force people to do things at their will, which. Very cool. Very cool fucking scene when the gag gets off her and she basically tells him to like stab the other dude. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um yeah, ain't special. My mom can do that to me, bro. <laughs> but but no, they're like they're legit. There are a yeah. lot of baddies in this. I mean, you could even even say um just the the citizens themselves were kind of baddies at the beginning. Because you didn't know if they were just going to kill off the main characters or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I really liked about this movie was the way we kind of start the film. We don't start like going straight into Kaladin or we don't start straight into like, what's it called? Like the Emperor. 
we start with Zendaya kind of giving this like incredible monologue about like you know the history of Arrakis's planet and the people like the the one pe the one group of people that actually matter because they're the ones who are gonna mm -hmm. get hurt the most when yeah. these two houses battle each other and it's the Fremen, the indigenous people of this planet and there's and then like which one of the best what's it called kind of instances of foreshadowing that's coming in the next film is like who will our next oppressors be mm -hmm. and just cut straight to paul and, well uh, and, and the, uh, paul. i mean and you know they're not given much of a choice in this like the emperor mm -hmm. is basically yeah. making a war on their planet but they also choose not to go after i guess the lesser of evils the trades they yeah. they decide just to stand off and that's when like the other group who they knew were just terrible came yeah. in yeah yeah the the sadukar army the the what's it called um the the motherfuckers with the with the big ass like what's it called um de batista's people yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> which by the way holy crap batista like that one scene after the explosion and stuff, like where he's just like beheading every single person. And that's what I that mean boat. is I didn't get enough of that. Yeah. Like I didn't well, get I enough of like... Batista and the big baddies. I honestly forgot at, at certain points when he wasn't on screen that he was in this film. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how short he was in this film. But I'm so glad yeah. he is in this film because, yeah, you know, Batista, Batista's a good bad guy. Yeah. Like he's a good actor, man. Yeah. He's a really good he's actor. Good. Um, now, this movie to me is just excellently shot. This is the first time that the new works with Greg Frazier. Uh, last time we saw Greg Frazier's work was if you've pretty much seen the fucking Mandalorian, he's pretty much the blueprint of all that. But also like before that Rogue One, a Star Wars story, he shot Rogue One, a Star Wars story. What did we think? Uh, Luis, what did you think about the uh, cinematography from Greg Frazier? That was, that was dope. Uh, I don't like, that was my plus side that there were shots where it was like dope. To see from just establishing the desert to like just how the framing of the people in certain scenes were, um, so I give that a plus. Aside from everything else, um, there, it, I think it, it might be a me thing. Like I mentioned before, it was the brightness situation. There were what it may be also be that we went to go see it in standard. Like we uh, we didn't go see it mm -hmm. in like Dolby or IMAX, um, so the colors might be a bit dimmed during the standard you know mm -hmm. um but there were scenes where i was struggling to actually see what the fuck was going on and it was yeah majority I didn't, of the night scenes i didn't really have an issue like there were there were scenes that were dark but they had that natural lighting on gotcha. purpose yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um and i watched on my tv on hbo max so yeah. i mean it could have been a theater issue i don't yeah, know definitely, i definitely feel like it was uh, yeah because i know regal is which is the one that we went to has their standard screens are pretty like dull they're flat in color i'm not even gonna lie bro you're right bro like yeah regal screens are kind of uh you know and sub even their R. expensive one yeah even their expensive one is still subpar compared to uh, rpx screen. and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I gotta say i didn't like um so i liked a few of like the um the spaceships they put in here i like the oh, dragonfly cool. one yeah. I, 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 they yeah. spend a lot of money on that but like in the opening there's like those that come on like jason momo is stepping down out of mm -hmm. those didn't look overly realistic to me it was like they could have spent a little more to get that it i i mean it was up to their like star wars episode nine ish yeah. looking 
Yeah. But it wasn't like anything like totally fascinating. Kind of took me out of it in those scenes. Mm-hmm. It's to be fair, Brad. I mean, what's it called? This is like this is the first like big sci-fi novel before like this is pretty much what influenced you know this is what influenced star wars other than kurosawa <laughs> you know no I get and that. um i'm guessing that you know they were probably go for some more like you know stuff that kind of predates the really nice looking stuff from star wars but like you know um the baron's ship that sh- i thought that ship those was, was dope like ass. those were cool yeah like it's yeah. just like those close-ups of the scene. Yeah. You know where Jason Moe is. They first they first introduced Jason Moe. He's yeah. walking down that. Those spaceships were kind of like dull looking. It's like yeah. like uh, it's the Star Wars shit. Like I don't. You could have done something <laughs> a little cooler. And but you are right. They do like the dragonfly and then the giant cool. fucking ship out yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Those just were that cool. Fucking scene where Brolin like where the attack is happening. Brolin just looks up and he's like, "Oh mother of God!" Oh, and it's fuck. just a big ass like. Baron ship, like yeah. holy shit, man! Yeah, uh, no, like, no, like those back. scenes were good. It just the the like I said, this first act is where it just doesn't do it for me. Like the mm-hmm. second, third act, fucking yeah, I'm I'm all in. Like, give yeah. me a second movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, which by by the way, Luis, um, I think that if you would have had seen this in Dolby, dude, I didn't know it was gonna be like a crazy ass experience. I watched yeah. this in IMAX. Which and, I, I think also yeah. reflects. I think seeing it in IMAX probably gives you a bit of a different perspective than seeing yeah. it at home on TV. Yeah. Also yeah. going out with friends. It's like a whole different experience. You have to yeah. add that into I was, our rating. I was like this the whole time. I mean, I do. <laughs> it, I, it's still very much a thing of like, if I did go see it, because I was debating on whether or not to go see it. Like, I, I wasn't going to be mad at myself if I didn't go see it in theaters. Um, but like, I do do take it into account that it's like there is going to be a difference between Dolby, IMAX, and standard. Yeah. But it, it's it's still like uh, the only difference would be the color choice, like the actual color brightness yeah. and vibrancy and the sound design, which yeah. would be the notable parts. But even... Oh, no. Luis. Luis's oh, oh, computer shut he's down. Stuck. Yeah. Yeah, stuff. I know his computer probably shut down, but um, right, we're we're just gonna we're gonna do that for now yeah. until Luis gets back. <laughs> yeah, but um, so I love the uh, I mean, this is this 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 score from Hans, man. This fucking score from Hans. I mean, other than like, the Christopher Nolan fucking sound that snuck in yeah. there on one scene. <laughs> this is this is my favorite score from Hans since like Interstellar, honestly. You know, yeah, it made like one that I was like, oh shit, you know, and I'm I'm about to suck this score off because my favorite score of all time is still Cinema Paradiso. There's no score defeats that one, but this fucking thing was epic, bro. Like, just that song when we're leaving, when when we're doing the scene where he's leaving Caladan, mm-hmm. and he's, it's just like it sounds like metal. I ain't gonna even lie to you, bro. It sounds like metal. And uh, I researched some stuff. This man created whole new instruments to make this score. That's called a huge budget. That's called a huge budget. <laughs> it's called a huge budget when you can make like new, yeah. new instruments. Bro. Yeah, Luis, that's called being a big ass nerd for this book and wanting to mm-hmm. go all out. Uh, Luis, you're back. You got it. Yeah, <laughs> my computer crashed as I was going at it. 
I don't know yeah. what caused it. I didn't. I just had the browser on. Well, go um, ahead and continue. I forgot where I what, what was I saying. You're talking about you know just you know how you, uh, you're pretty sure like it was different between the different like formats that you could. Oh yeah, this, yeah, yeah. Um, even then, uh, a major thing for me, as Raul knows, my style of choice is the writing and how mm-hmm. the actors can portray that. Um, the story, like I said, I know they're splitting it in parts, but I would have loved to see or hear more about just the world building. That's always fun to me when I'm seeing sci-fi stuff is yeah. is world building, right? Um, and the, they give subtle clues about it, about its people and all that, but I just I just wish there was more. Like the visuals, vis- like breathtaking, the giant yeah. spaceship that looked like it came from Monsters vs. Aliens, pretty dope. The X-Wing from Jason Momoa, dope. <laughs> uh, the beach scene where, like, the spaceship is going from the underneath the water and stuff. That was fucking oh, amazing. Yeah. I love that. We're not going to talk about the worm. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk, talk about the that's worm. This has been, like, a major fucking bit for, like, months. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that worm. That worm, mm-hmm. um, that worm looked fucking great, but I'll tell you this. Anything's a Very step hairy. up from the worm from, what's it called, uh, the 1984 movie. Have you guys ever seen the worm from the 1984? Can you pull it up? No. You want to oh pull that up? God, this thing yeah, looked... Yeah. I do, I do uh, love how I think Tremors is based off the fucking worm. Yeah, I think it might be. Yeah, Pretty much. Thinking, like, like get to the rocks. Like, this is Tremors. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember seeing it one Saturday morning on CW. Like, yeah, we were showing this is Tremors, but this is also Dune. Yeah. Like, but... but, um, so, Luis, about the writing, I'll tell you this, Luis. Uh-huh. Uh, Denise said that, what's it called, that basically this one was to, like, introduce the world of, of, of Dune. So, mm-hmm. me knowing just basically the outline of the book, I'll tell you this right now. If you want more like world building in the next movie, there's it's really much not gonna do more world building. There's See, like that's kinda it. we're that's kind the... of going pretty direct now in this Into in the, the next one. Storybook. Yeah, but mm, I'll tell you this though. Um let me go ahead and pull this up. This goddamn this shit looks I don't bro, it looks like a video game, like... bro. People not everyone that wanna go see it read the book, right? Yeah. So that's the that's the only thing. Look at that, bro. Oh my god. The that that worm looks bad, bro. Why the fuck it look like Jar Jar Binks at the top there? Look at that shit. Dude, why is it look like a video game? <laughs> well, That's because this is nineteen eighty four. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> and that everything is, looked I like don't a video care game. What what you have to say about that, Brad. The thing <laughs> was made in nineteen eighty four in eighty two. Bro, that look shit that, that looks like it came straight from Doom. The like the first Doom. The fucking video game Doom? Yeah. <laughs> Doom. Yeah, this is this is. Wait, wait, is that wait, wait? Go, go, go up. Is that a is that a pull apart bread worm? (laughs) 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 I wouldn't trust that. Ah, shit. Spice sandworm. Ah, they even put spice into it. Nice. That's legit. Let the spice flow, Brad. Um, But yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm trademarking my um sandworm fleshlight. Thank you very much. So where oh, where no. you kind of where I was what's it called um I I really so I'm gonna agree with Brad here. I'm gonna fucking agree with Brad here on a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing I'm probably gonna uh, agree with Brad uh, on this one review. They stopped this movie at the worst possible they did. fucking moment. Right when I'm there, like yeah, and then yeah. it's like part two. It's like, it's like God, imagine, fuck it. imagine. Like waking up Christmas morning, so excited because you asked your mom or dad or your mom and dad for a PS5, right? 
Uh-huh. This it's hasn't been available. And in this world, the PS4 was a shit console, right? Okay. It was a shit console that was so bad that we never thought that maybe we'd get a PS5. Mm-hmm. So we have the idea of that, like, maybe eventually we'll get the PS5, right? And the PS5 will be great. And we finally get it. And we have the best team working on the PS5. And you can find, and you got it. There was no trouble. There was no trouble in the production of the PS5. It was nothing. So your mom and dad say, son, we are going to get you the PS5. And you, and you wake up on Christmas morning. And you go into that tree and you open the box. And you find a video game, a controller, and the camera with a note that says, this is only the beginning. You'll get the console next year or in two years. Uh, motherfucker. <laughs> I, blue balls. I, you blue, like, blue balled me. The moment <laughs> she looks at Paul and she goes, this is only the beginning. I was like, you motherfuckers. I know you're about to end this fucking movie. A random native writing a fucking Writing the sandworm. Which, by the way, they tease you with the sandworm, too. What's that whole desert power shit? I don't know. That shit sounds racist to me. That's got to be racism. The power of the Fremen people and, you know, and the overall power of Arrakis in general. But I will say this right now. Yeah. Yeah. But... It's questionable. Yeah, it's very questionable. <laughs> Denis decided to go ahead and blue ball you the hardest mm-hmm. in those Right when you were the most excited. Right. Because you're like, oh my God, sandworm being ridden by one of the people in the in, in, in the distance. Yeah, and then she just the goes, part. this is only the beginning. Did you just, you, did you you just say Iraq? No. Fucking I bitch. I say Iraq is. Now, now we got to go back. Who Who talked about the sexual tension? Between oh. the mom, the, Marcel, there was Mar- no, there wasn't. Bro. There, it was weird. What? It wasn't tension, but it was like weird. Like I don't know what? why so they could have just turned around. Scene. Like they know that, like they're both growners. Like okay, I'm gonna turn around and change. And but no, they're like the mom was still waiting. They're like, oh, should I turn too? And something. It was. It, I wouldn't say there's sexual tension. I would just say it was a bit. Let awkward. me explain to you something, bro. Monday. Let me you this part right here because oh, apparently it's, oh, shit. it's Cancel Raul 2021. That's oh, my God. hashtag. For we're Twitter. starting because this. Uh, we're starting 2022 like this. Yeah, because <laughs> apparently some people think that there's some incestual stuff going on here. So, Luis, please do understand that this kid is supposed to be the Messiah, you know, of the of the, of the Fremen people, and he's supposed to be the Quasitz Haderach, which is supposed to be like this superhuman thing that the that the Bene Gesserit have been like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to create for so freaking long. And by the way, uh, in this in this in this universe, uh, this far into the advance of this uh, of this time, the women are actually able to choose which gender, uh, which sex they want their uh, children to be born as. Cool. But they've been taking this long time to basically create this like figure, right? And oh, the that, kid just well, has actually, a actually, breakdown. Before you go, before you go, that actually explains why the sister was so fucking angry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that they could choose mm-hmm. like their child's sex. So that explains that whole fucking scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the quas the quasit Hadarak is supposed to be a woman because mm-hmm. they've only because they want the women to be basically 
basically the, the Bene Gesserit yeah. are like yeah. the Catholic Church that's kind of imposing themselves into politics Hold and on. kind of. You know what's my counter to that? Mary was supposed to be a virgin, and she got Shut a child up. from you know who. Yeah, but so. hold on. So, in that scene, he, this mother just saw Hi. her prodigal son, who's supposed to be the Messiah, have a mental breakdown where he saw in his vision that a holy war is about to be freaking fought in his name. Yeah, and she might have the idea that like maybe this kid is about to run away from me and still act like the boy that he is. Mm-hmm. Instead of developing into the man who he's going to become. So there was no sexual tension that I read. I read a concerned mother who thinks that if I turn around, my kid is about to run off and just end up like doing a back, bolt through the desert. I go back to the whole, there's like hints at certain things that should already be included in this film that shouldn't rely on like people reading the fucking book. No, it's just, what do you mean for the they just said know. in the beginning about the Quasis Hadarach. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. paying attention, bro. I'm depressed. Well, that's on you, bro. That's on you. But <laughs> Don't worry, Luis. No I didn't catch that either, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, we both depressed. <laughs> yeah, we both fucked up, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, There's still tension. Yeah, I, I felt in that scene, yeah. But, I, but maybe... I can say I didn't think it was probably sexual tension. Yeah, you can definitely tell that was the change of when she stopped being like, like the mother. Like the, the mother. child yeah. is basically, he, he's becoming like an adult. Yeah, you're that's just that's what me. kind of that scene was. Yeah, in my you're dragging eyes. me down is basically what he was. And thinking. I just and I love that scene so much because just like exactly what she says to him, she goes up to him and goes. Paul Atreides, you are you. You're the son of the Duke Leto. You know you know who you are. And he just snaps mm-hmm. back. He's like, no. And it, and it's like no. Like you know, you Bene Gesserit made me a freak. And you know, I'm yeah. And the like, use of the word freak was on purpose. There, that yeah. hit hard when you yeah. heard that. You're like, oh, yeah. this dude, this dude is like going through some stuff. Yeah, he's going <laughs> through the early 2000s uh, teen drama. Yeah. yeah. He's like, Teenage yeah. angst is like... Yeah. In the, in it's the like he's going through his emo phase right now. Like, goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's... This kid has just learned that he's basically been genetically created to become the Messiah. And then he comes down to freaking this new planet. And all these people are calling him the Messiah. And like, yeah. you... This... I And it's... What's it called? Um... Throughout the book, from what I've been reading right now, is you know how in Loki we've been talking, he was talking a lot about like glorious purpose. In the book, he calls it terrible purpose. Can can I just say um, that I find it real funny how some of them were like, "Oh, he can put his suit on. That's the Messiah." It's like, (laughs) yeah, what? (laughs) Maybe fucking locked out. I don't know. I'm not going to call him God for yeah. that. Like you, no. you put your Jordans on. Good for you. <laughs> hey, pa- hey yeah, Kylie. Thank you for being on. here. Thank you for coming in here, uh, Ferris, as well. But um, yeah, um, I love I love the costumes. By the way, the what's it called? Pretty the cool. the stilt suits. Mm-hmm. Cool. Other than um, the shoes. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really like the shoes. Uh, they, like like, yeah. like desert climate. Like boots made sense. Not not flippy that. floppies. Were they <laughs> I didn't, I didn't that. Not the no, Yeezys. they're like sneakers, bro. Yeah, like, not the Yeezys. Yeah. Oh, they were. Oh, okay. See, yeah. I feel like the Green the Goblin Chanel. Jordan ones fit the suit, but like now that you mentioned that, then it definitely, yeah. yeah. 
the Chanel boots and yeah. Oh man, those aren't really good desert boots that were desert shoes that they were showing. Money, and that's where the budget went to. But like you know, the suits that like the Atreides family were wearing at Kaladin when the people came to like you know do the signing over of Arrakis and the stilt suits, um, what the Fremen were wearing. Um, I I thought it was all pretty. I liked even like what's it called? Um, I don't know what the hell that thing was in the back, Brad, of the Baron. Like, oh, the, it was kind of like a like a mechanical yeah. like spine, but so it was more like gravity. Yeah, like, it, it affected his gravity because you have to remember this character is like six hundred pounds. Yeah, I understood that more than I understood the film. Like I I kind of figured out the way that it kind of activates and what it does. But it's that shit. Before. But I will say the gravity shit made that character so more menacing because oh, he just yeah. lifts up into the air and then his clothes, it's just like a like a giant job of the hut, like from yeah. from there down. You're like, oh basically like he's gonna Jabba fuck something can, up. Can float. If Java yeah. can float and speak the same language that you're speaking. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I will say they did Oscar Isaac dirty. They did. Because I want him in part two. Like yeah. totally <laughs> fucking dirty. Yeah, but well, he, he kind of, he went out like a boss. I give him that. Fuck yeah, like he, he took a shit ton of people with him. Yeah. <laughs> but when enough. you talk about that, like it was so menacing, especially in that scene, bro. Like seeing the Baron just get up because he's like, "Hey, so what's up? You're gonna take me with my with my wife, like, and let her go." And he gets up and he's like, you "Oh, you'll get him, her. and you'll join." Like I'm like, "Oh, shit. Bro, like she'd been dead future, a while." Bro. I'm guessing. Yeah, like you should know this, bro. Y'all ain't got movies out there. No, 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 Brad. Uh, no, no, no Luis. This is a really Apparently, interesting Timothy, part. They, you say the little fucker with the little bunny and the holograms. That's a that's yeah. a movie in itself. That, that's more like National Geographic yeah, on tape. This man was a fucking nerd. So, like, he was researching shit about the planet. So, Luis, like, there's palm trees here. There's something that the book. I mean, there's something that the movie didn't explain, What's but that? it was something that my brother told me. It was like really uh-huh. interesting. Uh-huh. You do you guys wonder why there's no like. What's it called? Well, Luis, because I already weapons. told Brad about this. I already told, told Brad about this. Do you wonder there's why no. there's no like guns? There's no, you know, robot. Like what's it called? There's no actual like te- technological. There's no like. Advanced. There's no Star Wars shit except the ships. because uh, so, they're under the Emperor, they're under one rule. So you probably like just banned all that shit. Yeah. No, there was actually a robot uprising way before. Oh really? That basically wiped out a lot of people. That he, they basically, what's it called? A, uh, they, they won, and they basically banned all AI. Oh yeah, it's basically the Tesla's cars uh, just started yeah. killing everyone. Damn, <laughs> I, I know Oscar was dying in that one scene, but he was fine. They, had, yeah. by the way, they did that. They did the nudity pretty tastefully there. Yeah, why? Um, they actually they had, did. There was no reason for him to be naked, but they did it for the audience, and I respect <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. Then, then it's like, like fucking Skarsgård, like floating over him. Like, did he just want want all the eye candy for himself? I like... think he did. <laughs> I think he did. They will be back. Oh <laughs> God! His... No, but um... please no. <laughs> We've seen kinda... enough Terminators. To kind of conclude this, um, I I love this movie. Um, I think that I'm really like I'm super fucking interested to see where they go. I also like the idea of like how we kind of planted some seeds, right? You know. Yeah, planted... because they they put Zendaya right at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, like right at bad. the fucking end of the movie. 
Like, I really want to see where that relationship is going to go because, like, as right now, it looks like, oh, we're really interested in each other. But, like, Paul has, up until now, we realized that, oh, those dreams aren't kind of real. They, they're no, they aren't. Right, that, that was going to be my next not. question. I'm like, like, he had this dream where the dude he ends up fighting was his best friend who was going to be his teacher. But then he kills him. So he kills his best friend. Yeah. Basically. So, so we find out that like those dreams aren't sometimes real and they're not, and they're sometimes are. And I'm but guessing that, like how much of these dreams of, of Chani are real and how much are they like, if he's kind of creating this illusion of who this woman is supposed to be. But that, that's my See, question. That's my question of, are they supposed to be real? Okay. Is, here's it, my like, point. like in the religion, I guess the, the church, the, the Catholic church in a way, are those dreams okay. supposed to happen? That's the thing. I feel like it's a thing of them trying to explain in a way because the Messiah is supposed to like end time in reality or some shit, right? Mm -hmm. I feel it's like an unset stone where he's dreaming of possibilities that can happen based on his actions, based on what he's at the time maturing or what he's not matured enough yet or like what he doesn't have mm -hmm. yet. And it, we see it with the whole like trying to save uh uh, what's his name? What's uh, Aquaman? Jason Momoa. Yeah, Duncan. Yeah. Duncan. Yeah. We see it trying to say dunking, but like it's an inevitable thing. But then mm -hmm. we see it with the guy that he fought at the end, how instead of his. Yeah. No, not again. <sighs> God, he was really going into it. Man. He was going into it. Like, yeah. I guess we'll wait. Yeah, but we but that, that's my thing is I, I these dreams like. Cause I don't, I've never read the book. I've never even watched the original movie. Like, are those dreams supposed to happen? Are they supposed to be real, but he's not there yet. Or he's not the one I'm going the matrix terms now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is, are they supposed to happen? That's like, like if, if he was the woman, if he was a woman and like in that church, are they supposed to like see shit that's supposed to happen? No man, and and that's the thing where like she was like, please tell what's it called, uh, tell tell the Reverend Mother about your dreams, and um, but I guess we'll find out, you know, what's it called. I I don't think we're you know, technically done exploring that part because I think yeah, they're gonna I show up again. That the spice is going to affect his cognitive abilities with those dreams. And yeah, well, and oh, that's true. That and yeah. we're not we're not just getting a part two. We're getting multiple television shows, from my understanding. Yeah, so we have a planned show that's about the sisterhood, uh, basically the Bene Gesserits. Oh. And, um, and then we have, of course, part two. And Denis has expressed interest in wanting to do the next book, which would be uh, Messiah. So he wants to do three movies, basically. Um, so, uh, the, yeah, in, in Kylie, I basically gave you the, the, what's it called? The explanation that my brother gave me. He basically said they're like, they're sometimes real. They're sometimes not, yeah. you know? And, and like I said, close. yeah, I have a feeling that as we advance within part two, we'll find out that the spot, like the spice is literally probably going to be the answer to this. Like the spice mm -hmm. is probably going to unlock his third like eye per se. Pile. Yeah. Yeah, you and that that sounds most likely like he's missing that element right now mm -hmm. in order to unlock his like true potential. I hate to say it that yeah. way, but yeah, it's some superhero shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But um, Luis, what are your final thoughts on uh, on Dune here, and what is your final verdict? It was entertaining enough, not so like I've been with uh, whatever other film I get hyped about. Um, but I'm definitely not probably gonna watch this again, and unless someone like wants to do a commentary on it, because I got uh like funny stuff. Like I I got Rachel to laugh on a, a good amount. It may have been because they were drinking. But Listen, also, Coke. they were pretty good. I'm not. I'm not praising myself, but I got good jokes and commentaries. Um, it's good if you want to go see sci-fi. That's all I say. I'm not gonna downplay it. Like it, it did its job. Wish there was right. more, but it did its job. In your final verdict? Oh, like uh, rating? Out of ten? Is it out of ten? Uh, yep. Out of ten. I'll give it a seven out of ten. Right. Um, Brad. By the way. Let let's just say this is the partial score because like once oh, what's yeah. it called uh, once we start we're probably it's gonna probably change when we see the whole f- complete vision of the film. I mean but, that's um, what I'm saying. This movie should technically be ten hours. Yeah, Brad, what is your thoughts? Uh, what, are, what are your final thoughts and your final verdict on uh, Dune? Uh, for this movie, um, one, the first act is too many quick cuts for me. <laughs> uh, that's really my only gripe through most of the movie and two it ending where it ended which if there's a part two it kind of makes sense you got to end it somewhere um so i can't take too many off for that but the quick cuts in the first act really really just irked me um but the second third fucking fantastic basically perfect um so yes i want to see part two give it to me now give it to me yesterday um but for this just part one on its own Eight and a half out of ten. Okay. All right. So, I mean, I, I, I don't have to explain more than what I've already done. If you guys look at my, what's it called, uh, my letterbox, you know that this is my favorite movie of the year so far. So um, I had not had a theatrical experience like this since I watched Green Knight. And even then, Green Knight, I just sat there and I was just like, I've waited so long for this. And, like, I was satisfied beyond every single way possible. Can, I, can I, watched... I just say, can I just say my, this is not my favorite movie of the year? Yeah. yeah it's still Pig, Brad. It's still Pig. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, Brad, uh, Pig is now out me. on Blu-ray. If you want to pick it up. I need to pick that up. I'm waiting for you to but, um, Amazon right now. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. And when I watched this in IMAX, I had... I had a, a cinematic experience that I hadn't had in a really, really long time where I was just like engulfed in every single measure of the film. And I was really immersed in a way that like I truly felt like mm-hmm. I was in Arrakis. My skin felt like the, the desert was touching it. And I was just I was amazed. And like I said, I I don't know how it was fucking possible because I am endlessly in love with cinema. But after watching Dune, I had fallen in love with cinema all over again and um i love this movie right now it starts at a 10 out of 10 for me but what's it called uh we'll see how it changes when we get part two but um this this can only be <laughs> this literally could only have been done by Denis, bro because i don't think anybody else could have been able to make this i shut up red but, but, but Aiden does bring up a really good point. Uh, Del Toro, uh, Del Toro, what's it called? The God Emperor Dune, please. Especially it, all the wait. weird horny parts. 
wait, wait, wait. Is is Aiden talking about making the Emperor, or is Del Toro as the Emperor? No, no. Like we cast uh, him. No, God Emperor Dune is, I believe, book four. Uh, oh, okay. Five? Okay. So he's saying that he should direct that movie. Oh, direct it? Okay, I thought we were casting him. I'm like, I've never seen the man act. I, I, I would I very it. much, very like this movie very much in English translation, right? Yeah. But um, if you want to read different thoughts about my review of Dune, you can go read my review on um, on, on the nerdcore.com. Uh, but yeah, thank you all so much for joining us on this uh, episode. It was a lot longer than expected, but I had been holding my it in, bro. I've been wanting to talk about this movie for a while. Uh, I basically have only been talking to this movie with, with Aiden at great lengths like this. Because, like, I, I hadn't had anybody to kind of geek out like this with yet. But, like, you know, I, I just, I really like this movie. Um, as always, we want to thank everybody who is in chat with us. Kylie, Rachel, Aiden, uh, Stacy, where the fuck were you? Were you at? Oh, yeah. Man? I was in Stacy. What Stacey in the hell, bro? Ferris. Thank you, Ferris. Thank you. Um, Stacy Stacey is not in. No, Stacy. Huh. Wow. Well. I probably went to go watch it. <laughs> no, I probably want to go watch Eternals. Yeah, <laughs> that too. Which, by the way, Kylie has signed off on Eternals, so cool. we'll see what's up. Um, so, uh, can we can we talk more in the Discord? Like, I'll talk Dune all day. I mean, yeah, man, I gotta watch another movie for Cinema Condition. Which, by the way, time to plug that, right? Uh, patrons at Patreon.com/slash/NerdCore. Thank you all so much for being the incredible people that you are. This Sunday, I'm recording a new episode of Cinema Condition. You guys are gonna get access to it. So, uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Pay him so he can pay me. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could pay you, bro. <laughs> All about the Benjamins, baby. But um, I want to thank our associate producer, Sarah. Thank you so much for being here for as long as you have. That's my awesome cousin. Oh, shit. We love you. Time to leave. Yeah. And we also want to thank our wonderful executive producer, Shane. Where can they find Shane, Brad? You can follow our friend Shane at twitch.tv slash XSRK or on Twitter at XSRK underscore. Also, go buy something from the Suppy God at thriftedil.com. Love you, Shane. Love you, Shane. And, of course, our writer, Tony. Hey, Tony. Tony. We're going to watch this one for you. (laughs) That that one. No. (laughs) At Real Nerdy Dad. And then, of course, our other writer, who is also a writer of our of our yeah, site, Luis. Hi, Luis. You can follow Luis at Luis A. Garcia 001 on Twitter, Luigi on IG on IG, Loxer Studios everywhere where they could be found, like on Instagram. And, of course, read his fucking reviews. He's going to be working on a new one soon, so yeah, read his some, fucking reviews. Sometime this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, Luis will be back next week because we're going to do our preview episode for Houston Cinema Arts Festival on Tuesday. So yeah. it's going to be lots of fun. So uh, It's coming out quick. I didn't realize it was coming that quick. Yeah. I need to go pick up my, you need to go pick up your badge. Yeah. yeah I will be going on Monday with Rachel, I believe. So right. And with that said, it's been a lot of fun. And of course, we hope to see you all tomorrow. At, well, I'll see you tomorrow. Brad is going to go somewhere. So, uh, right? Yep. I won't be back till Sunday. Yeah, we'll see if we're here tomorrow. Probably not. We'll see See you on Sunday then, more than likely. But without <laughs> further ado, it's been a wonderful time. Bradley? Oh, wrong way. Send him out. All right, Ro. Thank you for being host as always. Thank you to Luis for joining us today to talk about this movie about sand. Sand. There's sand. I hate gets sand. Everywhere. It's rough. Coarse. <laughs> and coarse. And gets everywhere. <laughs> That lady was grooming him, I'm just saying. Thank you to all those who joined us in chat today. 
thank you to all our listeners out there, all our Patreon supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you. And to end this episode, all I have to say is that a booty hole? Young Yoda. Go up, out. To, ki- go up to kids, kids and grown ups and, and yell desert power in front of them and see how they react. Tell us on the- Yo, desert power.